This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. What kind of world do you want to live in? One that's overpopulated, polluted, with no nutritional food to eat? No clean water to drink, and people that are always fighting each other and at war? Or do we want a world of love, joy, peace, and caring? The choice is ours as a race to decide, but it starts one person at a time. If every person awakened, made heart-centered decisions, and did their part, we may just have a chance to save the human race. Every person touches so many lives. Just imagine... Valeria Tellis interviews June Edward, the author of Dancing with the Universe, The Making of a Medium, Thriving, Not Just Surviving, Through Dysfunction. June's father knew she would write a book someday and tell the family secret. She remembers him asking her, on many occasions, not to write a book until he was dead. He passed away December 21, 2017. Her oldest sister, Linda, her youngest brother, Albert, and her were the only three strong enough in the family to make it through. Although none of them are perfect or unscathed, we were able to understand there was a problem, that our lives weren't normal, and do our best to change as adults. She's always been a very psychic person, but it was only recently that she realized she has always been a medium as well. As a child, she would hear voices and talk to people that didn't seem to be there. It was kind of like not knowing that you're a really good basketball player because you only threw the ball a few times and never really applied yourself to the sport. But once she was ready and she asked the angels to open her up, it was like the floodgates had swung wide open. Many things have happened to her that may have enhanced her abilities. She doesn't really know. It's possible that it was just the grand plan for her. There are no accidents in life. Everything happens for a reason and at the right time. She's telling her story so that other people can understand that they can overcome their upbringing. There are things that happen to you, and mistakes that you make, but it doesn't mean that's who you are. No one is perfect. You make the best decisions you can at the time, and you learn as you go. You can rise above the damage done to you, heal and heal others. Her hope is that more abuse and dysfunction is out in the open, the less will occur, and the less people will feel stigmatized. We're all a little damaged one way or the other. You can overcome and not let the negative things that happen in life define you. Although she feels her best years are still ahead, this is her journey. Meet June at JuneEdward.com. Here is the interview with June Edward. Hey. 
In your own words, who is June Edward? In my own words, who is June Edward? That's a good question. Um, I'm a complicated person, just like everyone else, I guess, but I am a soul inside of a body, just like the rest. Um, navigating what the universe throws at me every day, just like your average person. Uh, I'm no different than anyone else. I love the way you say that, almost like bringing the extraordinary to the ordinary. As this is life, right? This is. It's true. Everyone is extraordinary. Everyone is special, and people don't realize it. Or maybe we are both, right, Joan, in a way? We are. We yeah. are. But we are. Everyone is special. Everyone is uh, unique. Everyone has a gift to give. Um, and most people don't realize how important they are to the grand scheme of everything and how many lives they touch every day. What gets in the way, really, for us not seeing uh, them? Life, life itself and noise, you know, what people forget as they as they grow up, you know, we come to this earth as infants that are pure with, you know, our pure soul and pure spirit and remember as infants, you know, our, our past lives and the world changes that the noise gets in the way. And we have our computer brain that takes over for us. And we forget that we are a soul and a body. We're not a brain and a head that's ruling and taking care of things. So we get stuck in our head instead of our soul. Talk to me for a moment about what the soul is from your perspective. Well, everything in the universe is pure energy. And if you can just sit here and close your eyes and you're, st you know, you're still almost seeing out, but you're seeing out into darkness. But that's your soul inside. That's what your soul is. You know, I, I died when I was 27 and I went to the other side. And the only two things you take with you are knowledge and love. That's it. And you are you without your body. It's just amazing. And there is nothing else but love, light, knowledge. That's it. It's just amazing. It's interesting when you say that, close your eyes in this silent darkness. I cannot find, I don't seem to find the whatever I call me, the Valeria, the name, the titles. I don't find that there, that identity. No, no it's mm. just your soul. It's right. what's inside. Wow, I love that. <laughs> yeah, if you could almost think of your eyes as nothing more than windows and your soul is looking out. It becomes very experiential. We can actually see that, that there's no one there but the soul, as you call it, or as I call it, life itself, just the divine sacredness right, happening. Nothing else. And what we call love. That's a question that I often ask. Love, what is your understanding, idea of love? Love is not an idea. Love is, um, and it's not a concept. Love is pure energy. That's what love is. It's just pure energy. And when you go to the other side and you leave all this crap behind and you leave your body behind, it's that it's an unbelievable, you know, if you can think of being in love, 
okay? The highest high that you get from being in love, floating on that cloud and walking on air, that is the essence of love, that energetic pump that you get. That's what you feel on the other side. That's all there is. It's amazing. And you had the experience to talk about, yeah. You know, I couldn't talk about it for many years because it is just so profound. And for those who never experienced that, Joni, how do we communicate? How do you communicate that message to those who never had the experience you had? Well, part of what I do is I, I teach people um, how to get in touch with their soul. And when you get in touch with your soul, you can feel that pure ecstasy, that energy that comes from connecting to you. And that's about the closest that you're going to get on this 3D planet is when your soul, um, through meditation, can leave this body and really soar and feel the energy that comes from pure love and pure knowledge and just pure energy. So it is possible to have the experience of what you speak of without near-death experience. And, right. and, what, and what's difficult for a lot of people like myself that have died and come back is you're always looking for that euphoric feeling again. And it's almost depressive when you don't get it. And the only way you're going to get it, the closest you're ever going to get is in meditation when you, when you connect with your soul. Is that possible to get this, what do you speak of, this feeling, this understanding, this energetic charge or communication, even without meditation? Is that possible to realize that I don't, in the moment? I don't, I don't believe so. It's very, very different. It's not the same. Um, you know, as much as you're in the moment and you're grateful and you're happy, it's not, it's not that deep connection. It's not a soul connection. That's right. So what would that be? I never had a near-death experience. Of course, I meditated and I had those feelings of the idea they speak of came to me. But then after, when I don't meditate, that's still there, actually, in a, not in, with the same intensity, but the resonance of that. Still it, it will, the resonance will be there because you're getting in touch with your soul and your, your focus changes, your perception changes. It's almost like people, you know, people see things differently than animals do. Okay, let's try looking through a prism of glass, right? It distorts the image. So when you've actually gotten in touch with your soul and you feel that connection and you've connected to the other side, your perception changes. You know, I, I don't have bad days because the worst day there is is still an amazing day. I'm here because I want to be here. I came back here by choice. I'm here for a reason. And I know that, and I love every day. I love that, what you're saying now, Joan, because that kind of comes to me as uh, unconditional love. And that's why we're here. You, you are all in search of that unconditional love. And yes, there are many, many people on this planet that are coming from a place of evil or a place of hurt or a place of attacking. I'm, I'm attacked all the time for what I do. And that's what happens when you, when you do this type of work. But it's from fear. Most people are coming from fear. And I can look at that person and feel sorry for that person because I know they're afraid and they're coming from fear and things that they don't know and they don't understand. Mm, yeah, the unknown. It scares yeah. everyone, right? Yeah. 
that's a fact. I love what you said too just now about having compassion for those who don't yet understand. Everyone awakens at their own pace. Some may never in this lifetime. Some may. It's really everyone's journey is different. We planned it before we came here. That's amazing, right? That we have chosen to go through all the challenges that we went through in this lifetime. But, well, yeah. what I've learned from the other side is that, you know, time is created here. There's no time on the other side. But one, uh, three of our years is equivalent to about one of their years. And we reincarnate on the average about every three to 400 years. There's always exceptions to that, but that's the average. And what I found is that by that time, we're ready for almost a vacation, Okay, <laughs> because cute. on the other side, your soul, your soul doesn't have a body. So you can't smell, you can't taste, you can't touch things, you can't have sex, you can't do those things. And you learn faster here. So it's almost like a monopoly game on the other side. We get together with our soul group and we plan who's going to be in our life and what we're going to do and who we're going to help. And then, of course, there's the karma we're going to have to pay back while we're here to learn our lessons. And we decide what we're going to do. And then we all come down. The question I have usually I ask, I think I have asked other people, it's about liberation, freedom. What would that be? What does it look like to you? Well, the reality is... As long as you can get out of your head and connect with your soul, you are free no matter where you are. You could be locked in a prison. You can be locked in a prison cell. And look, what, look who, who was it? Uh, Gandhi. Was it? Who was, who was the one that I think was, it was locked Nelson up? Mandela, right? He was, Nelson Mandela, yeah. thank you. Yes, he was locked up for so many years and he was able to escape his prison through meditation because his, your soul can go anywhere. Your soul is pure energy. So you can, you have, we all have that freedom provided we connect to our soul. What a beautiful and important message. Yeah, we are already free. We if, lock ourselves in. Uh, yeah. We do it to ourselves. We, we are our own worst enemies. <laughs> wow, so true. We create our own prison. We do, we so do. So true, June. What a powerful message. Yes, yes, yes. A billion times to that. That we are already free. We don't realize that. Most we don't. of us. No, and we don't appreciate what we have. That's the other tragedy. What does it take then for most of us or some of us who have not realized this to come to this understanding or this realization that we already it take, it takes a, It takes a tragedy for most people. And that's why that's written into most people's life plan, some type of tragedy, so that they will their life will shift at that point and pivot and change. Most people... Um, don't like change. So in order for that to happen, the universe, cre you know, you've created something for the universe to do to make a large event in your life so that you can change and start to look at things from a different perspective. It really has been the truth for most of us, has been my case and so many other people I know that I talk to. They can never talk to anybody who has not been through anything and realized uh, the depth of life. I don't think I did. Not yet. Have you, John, met anyone who never suffered and realized this? We are already free. You know, I think that, again, we choose our own journey. Um, we choose why we're here. I've, I've met people who were born wealthy. They've had, you know, literally lived with a silver spoon in their mouth, have not wanted for anything in their life, and are sadly very empty. Um, and they, you know, tragedy after tragedy doesn't change that for them. 
because it's not part of their plan. But for most of us, we endure what we have so that we have the knowledge to help others. Because it's very difficult to try to give someone advice or help someone if you haven't walked in their shoes. True. So those who are here that don't learn the lesson or don't open up and understand love, then it's something that they have not really signed up for in a way. Right. They were here for a different reason. They were here for something else. But wow. we're all here for something. That's sad, yeah, to hear that, that they can't do anything about it in a way, right, Jen? But, but, it, but it's not sad because that's why they came here. I mm, mean, right. for whatever reason, maybe they just thought they were going to come here and have a blast and affect everybody else around them. And, and I'm sure they are because we affect so many people. People don't realize how many lives one life touches. So true. And that makes me just... I go back to unconditional love. That's what life is. So everything's possible. Yeah, That's one of the biggest lessons. You know, trust is the other biggest lesson. Trust the plan. Trust the universe. Trust that God wins. And while you're already talking about that, which is wonderful, trust. And um, yeah, that's the only way, actually, the only door. So trust, control. I often reflect about this, too, and talk about, do you believe we have any control because it seems like you don't, right? This is already has been choices. You don't have control, you have choices and that's the difference. You have to learn how to give up control. And that's what the trust is all about. And know that the universe has a path for you. And the universe will always give you choices. And let's say you're supposed to be in Alaska. Okay, and the universe has given you the opportunity to take a job in Alaska or take a job in Hawaii. You decide to go to Hawaii. Well, you're really supposed to be in Alaska. So all you've done is delayed the inevitable. At some point, the universe is going to give you another opportunity. Are you going to go to Alaska this time or are you going to go back to Rhode Island? Uh, Let's see. I'm going to go to Rhode Island. Well, at some point in time, you're going to get on a wrong plane and lo and behold, where do you land? You land in Alaska because this is where you were supposed to be. You have, you know, it'll give you choices. If you listen to your soul before you make your choice, you will always make the right choice 100% of the time because your soul is never wrong. But when you buck it, it's, it's, it's that intuition. That's your psychic ability. It's that getting in your car and getting to drive to work and suddenly a voice pops up and says, oh, I should go a different route today. And you've avoided a major pileup. That's what it's all about. That's your soul. Your soul is always directing you where you're supposed to be going on this journey because the universe knows where you're supposed to go, but you don't control it. You can only enjoy it, listen, and follow that inner voice. So no control, but we, by losing the idea of control that we think we have, then we can see the choices. We can. I mean, we're all control freaks. And the reality is that because we have no control, it's fearful. So people try to make their daily routine. They do the same things. They set alarm clocks to wake up. They do all kinds of things to try to control it because it's the only only control that they can have knowing that there really is no control. I love that. <laughs> it, it resonates you know, I, true I to have, me. I yeah, haven't no set control. an alarm clock in years unless I have to collect, get a plane. You know, the universe wakes me up at almost the same time every morning. <laughs> yeah, June, that is such a 
powerful. It resonates true to me that we have no control. And then once we realize that, then options appear. Then now you we can see You have choices. Right. It's like when, I, when mm -hmm. I died and I went to the other side, I was told it was not my time. They gave me a choice. I could stay if I wanted to, or I could come back. They gave me that choice. It is, they are always giving you choices. It's what you do with that choice. Oh, so then we actually have some sort of um, control in the sense of choosing from It's the choice. options. The universe always gives you choice. Like I said, do you want to go to Hawaii? Or do you want to go to Alaska? They're offering you the choice. Listen to your soul and you'll go where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Which, so, mm. you know, you could have been in Alaska right off the bat and had an amazing life instead of delaying it. Mm. So we either delay. way. Yeah. We delay our happiness. We delay where we're supposed to be because mm. we make choices. If it doesn't feel good in your gut, it's not the right choice. And that intuition plays a huge part. Yeah, listening that to our intuition. That is your gut feeling. That is your intuition. That's your psychic ability. You can call it many, many things. That's where you're going to feel it. That's what it is. Wow. That's what you follow. What is the, um, let's say, the sign? How do we know? Can we know for sure when we are listening our intuition? Does it have to do with always something good? Everything's good. There's nothing that's not good. It's all your perception. It mm, doesn't matter what it is. I mean, even if you had the death of a family member or a death of a child, you know, for you, oh, this is terrible. This is horrible. Well, for you, but not for them. Mm. It's amazing for them. Oh, wow. That's another. Uh, yeah, I love that message, too. No good and no bad. It's just perception, right? It's the way it is. Right? Everything's perception. So true. Uh, I love your wisdom, June. The wisdom that you allow to flow through you. It's, um, yeah, it resonates true to me. You know, when life happens, mm. it's hard on you. It's hard on us. But it's a learning opportunity. Everything that happens that is difficult for us is a learning opportunity. We chose it. I've had a very difficult life very difficult life growing up. And, but I always knew growing up that I was blessed. I always knew that. I, was al I always felt that I was lucky I was alive. There for the grace of God go I, you know? No, no matter how bad it was, I'm like, there's always somebody that's got it worse than me. I know there is. Yeah, and you always knew, in a sense, that this is a, it's a gift, it's a miracle to be in a human body, right? Yeah, it's, it, I mean, you lose it as you get to be an adult and you look at everybody else and you're like, oh, how come they're, 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 they're got a big yeah. house, they got a nice car, how come I can't have that? Oh, oh, oh. But if you look at it and you're like, oh my God, look, their house burned to the ground, they got divorced, they, lo you know, they lost their job and look, I'm still in my little happy little corner over here and everything's really great. And when I talk to the universe, the universe brings me everything I ask for. It's how it works. When you learn how to work with the universe instead of fighting it and trying to control it, the universe wants to work with you. The angels want to work with you. They will bring you everything you ask for. It's like hitting the lottery every day. It truly, truly is. I could tell you story after story. So you wrote two books. The first one, A Night on the Other Side, Insights and Conversations from Heaven. And the second book, Dancing with the Universe, The Making of a Medium Thriving, Not Just Surviving Through Dysfunction. Talk to me about the main inspiration and intention of writing these books, those two books. So I had been working on my autobiography for years um, and not having a lot of success with that. At one point, one of my children found the file on my laptop and started reading it. And God, I didn't want my kids to know what my life had been like. So I deleted it <laughs> again. 
Um, and when my parents were dying a few years ago, I was spending a lot of time taking care of my mom and I had the time and I knew it was time to write my autobiography. And I was also teaching mediumship and psychic development at the time. And I kept hearing every time that I'm meditating, you need to write the book. You need to write. I'm like, I'm writing the book. They're like, no, not that book. And I'm like, what do you mean not that book? What do you want me to do? And they're like, you need to write a book to give to your students so that they have something for reference from your classes. So I'm like, well, if you want me to do that, then you really need to channel it because I don't have time to write my autobiography and a book for my students. So they, I literally channeled that book from my guides on the other side and I wrote it and published it within six weeks. Wow, fast. And then I, and then I went back and finished my autobiography. <laughs> right. So talk to me briefly, June, about the autobiography. You know, it's what I've learned through my life, and it was a difficult life growing up, um, is that I can't really empathize with someone and know their struggle if I hadn't gone through it myself. And I truly believe that's why my life was the way it was. And I have been helping people, you know, basically my whole life trying to give them advice. At one point in time, I wanted to write an advice column like Dear Abby. But um, I wrote my book so that other people that have been through the struggles that I've been through understand that it doesn't define who you are. What happens to you doesn't define who you are. You know, it, it will change and skew your perception if you allow it to. But it gives you a better understanding of the gifts that this life has to offer when you understand what you don't have. And that may sound strange to people, but, you know, as a child growing up, I didn't even know where my next meal was coming from. I learned how to eat off of a plate with silverware from my neighbors and friends. Um, and when you, when you don't have those things in your own home and you see them from someone else and someone else teaches you and shows you, it is truly a gift that you appreciate. So true. That's a challenge to understand, to see that as we talked earlier, going through challenges, they, you know, being able to see that, that light, as you call it. And many people get stuck in the poor me. Poor me, poor me, even most of my family. Poor me, look what was done to me. And what people don't realize is no one is responsible for you and how you feel but you. Mm. Yes. No one has that power to do that to you. So no matter what happens to you, it's no one's fault, right. okay? It's something that was supposed to happen, and you are supposed to be taking away the highest good from anything that has happened to you, no matter what it is. I don't care if you're raped. Guess what? There's a higher good to that. Something good comes out of everything, absolutely everything. And I can say that from a position of having it happen. Wow. Something good comes out of it. That's another, I mean, to me, fundamental message, the taking responsibility. Yeah, no one can do that for us. This is the experience we are having. So we can not control, but we can do what we can do. We can open up to the possibilities, right, June? We have to learn why, what, what it is that we were supposed to learn from the event. 
Why did this happen? What was I supposed to learn? How was that supposed to change me? That's a tough one. Supposed to, right? This idea that we are here going through this so we can learn something. I love the premise of this. It's not even an idea. The realization that life is unconditional love is just, it's a miracle to be alive. So anything's possible. And why not? Why not open up to the possibilities of transforming whatever is happening here? We're always transforming. We're transforming and changing every day. We're not the same person or the same, you know, the same ideas and the same thoughts that we were from minute to minute. You know, every time that something happens in our life, it changes our perspective and changes who we are. Yeah. Constantly. So true. Yeah. That we can see that in nature. Yeah. We are not apart from nature for sure. No, we are nature. <laughs> We're miracles. Every one of us is a miracle. And everyone has God within us. That's that God that's your soul. That's that God spark that gives you life. Mm-hmm. Yes. Talk to me about being a psychic medium. Some people are just psychics and some people are mediums. Every medium is a psychic. Every psychic is not a medium. Okay. Yeah, great clarification on that. And what, you know, for the most part, everyone has the ability to be a psychic or a medium. All right. I explain it like this. It's like playing a piano. You have people that sit down and can only do chopsticks. Okay. You have people that sit down and want to learn how to play the piano so they practice and they can do a few songs. And you have others that really apply themselves and they can become a master pianist, okay? Then you have the six-year-old prodigy that sits down and plays Mozart. That was me because I was born with these abilities. I blocked them for many, many years, but they're very, very strong. Now, mediumship is being able to bring through and talk with the souls from the other side. And what I have found, because there are a lot of people that hang a sign out and say, I'm a psychic, uh, they'll call them gypsies, and they are not working for people's highest and best. And they, none of them are mediums, and they will never be mediums, because angels will not work with someone that is working and not working for good. You know, they're looking to take your money. And when they're looking to just take your money and not give an even exchange and they're looking to really rip people off, that's not working for someone's highest and best. So they will never be mediums. Angels and, and, and other souls will not work through them. They're only psychics. That's an interesting detail that I didn't know. No, a lot of people don't know. And I didn't know myself until it was, it was clarified for me from the other side. Uh, because I was curious why all my students are able to have mediumship abilities, but I've yet to see, you know, I used to go to these gypsies. I was, you know, I was, you know, I used to go to haunted houses for vacation. I was very <laughs> interested, but afraid of my own abilities. Right. Very afraid of my own abilities. When did you discover that, June? Was there a moment? Like I said, when I was a kid, I had the abilities. I would wake up in the middle of the night and hear voices and see people around my bed and think it was my parents. And it's very scary. And through the years, I would know things before other people did. And, you know, as a grade school student, if I would tell people or tell my friends, then I became a freak because I knew things before they were going to happen. So you learn to keep it to yourself. And through the years, anytime anyone passed away, their soul would immediately come to me. And I'd know they passed before anyone knew. Um, but I, like I said, I blocked it because it's scary. And, you know, when 
I was having a lot of stress and a lot of trouble in my life. I owned a lot of businesses and I was having marital issues. And I went to have some Reiki done, which is energy work. And she recommended that I meditate. And I'm like, I can't meditate. My mind never shuts off. So I started meditating. And as soon as I did, my abilities opened up like they were when I was a child again. And I went to bed and there were 100 people around my bed again at night. And I'm going to work and doing aesthetic services and touching people. And all these people are standing beside me. And I'm like, oh, gee, did your aunt die recently? <laughs> I'm freaking out, literally. I, I don't know what to do because I can't I... stop it. And I didn't know how to turn it off. And this is a problem with a lot of people that have abilities. They don't know how to control it. They try to, you know, they become alcoholics and drug addicts because they don't know how to shut it off. And when I tell you that, you know, for me, it's almost like an episode of The Walking Dead because there are souls, there are ghosts everywhere. Ghosts are souls that are stuck here. They're, they're lower vibrational um, you know, entities, they're everywhere. I see them everywhere. And I have to be able to turn it on and off like a light switch. If not, I'd be all, always on and it would drive me crazy. So I took a lot of training, a year and a half of training and to learn how to turn my abilities on and off so that I'm not constantly drained like that. And I, I teach other people that are in the same situation that I was once in, you know, how do I control it? Yeah, thank you for doing that. It makes a lot of sense to me. So knowing, I know you're using the word control, but it's uh, managing, perhaps. Right? It's managing. Yeah, it's yeah. managing. Yeah. Absolutely. It's an well. It's and it's also, it's working with the other side because, quite honestly, it's not even me that's doing mm, it. It's an right. agreement that I have with my guide that right. if I'm not working, he doesn't bring people through to me unless it's an emergency. Right. I have my peace and my quiet until yeah. you know until I'm working and then he brings the souls through for me. Yeah, when you say that, it's just coming through you. It's not really you doing anything. Right, uh, I'm, I'm yeah, just an energies. interpreter. I'm literally an interpreter. You know, a lot of souls are very talkative and some of them just use sign language. So they've taught me what different symbols mean so that I can interpret what it is they're trying to tell me. I know you teach others to become medium psychics too, doing both or just mediums? Yeah, every, everyone, everyone has psychic ability. So yes, I teach people how to develop their psychic ability and everyone that's gone through my classes, not only do they have psychic ability, but they do have mediumship ability as well. What it takes for someone to become your student? Do they have to have had the experience uh, honestly, as a child? I, I, no, not at all. Not at all. Because you're an average person. Like I right. said, everyone's yeah. born with it. I don't do classes that often. Um, I try to do them maybe once a year because I feel it's... Um, it's, you know, it's a kind of a requirement for me to be able to help other people that are having difficulty. And I listen to the other side when they tell me this is what I'm supposed to do. That's what I do. Other than that, I put together a seven week um, course to help people repair their relationships, their marriages, things like that. And I have amazing success with that, allowing couples to get back together and awaken. And it's actually, it changes their entire life. Um, and I only work with one person. There's always one person that's in charge of a relationship. It's part of their lesson. And that's the person that I work with. It only takes one person to make or break anything. Uh, people, it's because it's all about energy. You're there on that same energetic frequency for every action, there's a reaction. So when someone balances their energy out, the other person automatically balances their energy out. So the benefit of awakening and balancing their energy 
and understanding how energy works and the universe works, the benefit to that is not only changing their entire life, but when you work with the universe, you get whatever it is that you want. And so the, you know, if they want to reunite, that that's what they end up with. And their, their lives are amazing. When you learn how to work with the universe, your life is amazing every day. Okay, so that's good to know because I have your services here. So you are relationship coach. Do you use the word spiritual before that? Spiritual relationship I, coach? I, I, mm -hmm. I don't um, because uh, it's, you know, everyone's belief is different and it has nothing, it, it has to do with how energy works. And when I teach them how to, um, how to talk to angels and how to read the signs because angels, angels give you signs when they're trying to talk with you. Um, you know, I've had every religion there is has come through my program. I've had that, that don't consider themselves to be spiritual. I've had Muslims, Hindus. Um, I've even had atheists do my program and, you know, argue with me that I'm not going to believe. I don't care what you, you know, our belief is based on what we understand and what we know. So when you understand and you know things differently, if your belief system changes, then that's the case. But what I teach is how energy right. and how the universe works. Yeah, which has nothing to do with labels. Yeah, energy is free. Even in science, they would agree with that. Your mother was a, a medium too. She right? was, yeah, yeah, which I didn't know for many, many years. I didn't really know until I was much older. Um, and when I went for all my training, when I my abilities opened up, I ended up going and training everywhere my mother had trained 50 years earlier, and I had no idea. We don't have to know everything to yeah. end up nope, where it was, we're supposed I, to be. I, I took her, her same path. It was amazing. Wow. And yeah, she never really did uh -huh. anything with her abilities, though. She basically kept them, you know, used them for her own purposes, which is fine. Especially probably in her time. Yeah, it was very different. Yeah, it was a very different time. My mom recently passed at 93. Which is not really passing. Where can we go, right? Well, I, 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 I watched her soul <laughs> body. Oh, yeah, wow. I had that wow. honor of seeing her soul leave what was left of her soul. Most of it was already out of her body, you know, but mm. what was left, I saw leave. In your book, Dancing with the Universe, you dedicate to your sister, Millie. I do. Talk to me for a moment about her. Hi, Sarah. I miss her a lot. She was an amazing person. She lived her life for others. She literally walked with Mother Teresa in India. She was Hindu. And she ran a soup kitchen on Venice Beach in California for probably 20 years. And she started a nonprofit trying to raise money to build a homeless shelter for battered women. She, she went through that experience and she raised six children. And um, just a very selfless person. I mean, this she lived without furniture. She slept on the floor. She would so giving to others. It was incredible. And you have her picture in the book. And when I looked at it, that's everything you said was just there in that picture. Just looking at her, it came to me. That's so amazing how these things work. Huh? And she's an amazing guide for me on the other side. Amazing, amazing. I just wish she hadn't suffered as much as she did when she passed. And she did. She suffered a lot of pain, but it was her own stubbornness. <laughs> We, she did it to herself. She and she knows that, and she knew it then, and she knows mm. it as much from the other side as well. Yeah, well, it was kind of maybe for her it was just um, not I am suffering, but just suffering happening, which is a different kind of idea, right? If it is an idea, she didn't want to go. 
she didn't want to go. That was the reason. So holding on, it's not letting go. When she finally let go, she was amazed at what it was like, you know, when she finally mm -hmm. let go and went to the other side. Um, it's amazing without your body. And she was in that she had cancer that um, spread very quickly throughout her body because she was afraid the doctor scared her when she went. Yeah. And it wasn't cancerous yet, but he scared her. And having been so abused all her life, it was easy to make her afraid. And this is what you can't live in fear. Mm -hmm. You just can't. Mm -hmm. I know we all trying to do that, communicate this message of living in love, not fear. But as you mentioned, some of us have agreed to be here and go through some things or not. And then in a way we can't really force. But it's more about trust. It's more about trust and knowing that everything works out for good. Yeah. Think back in your own mm -hmm. life. Everything that's happened in your life has always worked out okay, so, hasn't it? Yes. It always will. Yeah. You have to trust that the universe has a plan. And it usually works out better than you could have ever imagined. Yeah, right. That's the re that this is how it works. Right. And you just have to trust the universe and know that. Yeah. Thank you, June for your message, for the work you do, for your presence in this reality, and for the effort to make this, which is not even effort, you're just being life itself, doing what it does, to make this reality a more peaceful one. Thank you. I love what I do. I absolutely love it. I wish I had been doing this. I wish I was doing it from the day I was born instead of being afraid of it back then. Right. It, that, yeah, you are the message itself, right? It's uh, that fear yeah. doesn't really, doesn't work. Exactly. exactly. So we're almost at the end of the interview today. And I have a few more questions for you, uh, two or three questions. Before I ask them, would you like to add anything or read any passages in your book? Um, no, I think you've covered them wonderfully. Um, the interview, I think, has covered most of what it is that I want to say. And again, I'm here because the universe wants me here. So there's a message to get out and it will reach somebody. And every time I do a show, it does. It touches that one person or that those two people that really need to hear what it is that I have to say. So two more questions for you. What is another word for healing? You're not really, there's no such thing as really healing, I don't believe. It, it's all about learning. It's all about learning. No matter what it is that you go through, you know, everybody's like, oh, I'm hurt. I've been damaged. I'm this. No, you're not. We're always perfect the way we are at any given moment. You're perfect. You're right where you're supposed to be and you're perfect. We are always perfect. True. There's nothing to be healed. We're already healed, right? Um, yeah, it's just learning. It's just learning. We're constantly learning. Our souls are constantly learning. And the more we learn, the more our soul absorbs, we do take it with us to the other side. We don't always bring it from the other side through to here, only what we're supposed to, but we do bring it back to the other side with our soul. And we just keep going up in levels on the other side in heaven because heaven is levels like a layer cake as it yeah. was explained to me it's different levels yeah. I like the cake <laughs> idea yeah um, my last question is what are three things about life you wish everyone to know before they lose or leave the body enjoy it first of all we come here to play that's the number one reason we come here to have fun it's like vacation people forget that laugh Nothing is better than laughing. 
Um, and then love. Don't hate. Hate doesn't do anything for you. And it certainly isn't doing anything for anybody else, is it? Okay, so love, love yourself first, love who you are, all your imperfections, all your everything. I don't care if you were born four foot tall and three feet wide. This is the body you chose to come here with. Love it. Maybe you stomp around like a big (laughs) troll. Enjoy it. Dance. Have fun. (laughs) Embrace every opportunity that you get. Take the word no out of your vocabulary. All it does is hold you back. Be a yes person. Yes, I want to go for that bike ride. Yes, I want to go for that walk. Yes, I want a bungee jump. Although it's yeah, the heck out of Oh, yeah, I wouldn't do that. But, but do it. I did oh, it. God. There's so Maybe. many things that I would, I, I, so many things I would say, oh, my God, I'd never do that. But I've done it. Well. If the opportunity presents itself to you, it's presented to you from the universe, <laughs> accept it. Know it will work out fine and you'll love it. <laughs> okay. You will. Oh, June, I love your message. Um, yeah, that's a beautiful way of ending this, having fun. Just have fun. Say yes more often. Yeah. I won't say yes to the bungee jump, <laughs> but... Well, you but, know, yeah. you can talk yourself in and out of anything, in or out of anything. I used to be very claustrophobic <laughs> and I was, I was like, oh my God, I'd never be able to fly on a plane. Well, if I took that position and talked myself into that, I would never be able to travel and I love to travel. So instead, every, every time I go to an airport, I love to fly. I love to fly. <laughs> I talk myself into, I love to fly. <laughs> and guess what? I get on a plane and I deal with it and I go where I'm going to go and I love wow, it. It's a, it is a beautiful invitation, though, to be open to life. Yeah, I love that idea. I know there are some things you write that we create these ideas in our heads that we can't do or won't do it. We do it to ourselves. Yeah, we do. Right. You don't have to search it out, but if the universe presents Mm. it to you, go for it. Oh, I don't know about that. But (laughs) every time I think about, oh my God, heights and all that. It sounds like fun though, but I don't think I would do that. But it's being open to life, right? That's a big one. Thank you. Thank you so much for the messaging, having fun, right? So before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects? Everything is on my my website, juneedward.com, no S, J-U-N-E-E-D-W-A-R-D.com. You can also uh, link up with me on Facebook, June Edward, Relationship Coach Medium. Wonderful. I'll have the link of your website on your podcast profile, too. Thank you so much, June, and we'll talk soon. You are very welcome. All right. You have a great day. You, too. Thank you for listening. To learn more about June Edward and her work, please visit JuneEdward.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.